All right. How's it going, Chris? Going well, Peyton. Glad to be back for uh, episode two of the live show. Yeah, man. It's uh it's exciting. It's exciting. We got a we got a jam packed show for you guys. How how's your week been going, Chris? Looks like you're in a what is that, a monastery? <laughs> <laughs> not a monastery, but yes, this is a new living space. As you can see, the walls are not quite decorated yet. Um still in the process. I got a nice D low poster hanging right in front of me right now over the desk, but might have to place that like back there and then like put my timberwolves playoff flags right there like you think that'd be good for the for the podcast i think that'd look nice i don't know i think sometimes you see like these these heavily decorated sports people coming on the shows they got all their trophies in the back all their um signed memorabilia and i Mm -hmm. love how you just have have the cross and the fire alarm back there it's really it's really setting the tone for for what for what you're going to be bringing to the table shows you my priorities man all right so i mean let's just get right into it because because we can, because we want to keep this this uh, this quick, this this short. So, Howling at the mic, episode two. First topic, Chris. I just I want to start off with saying. Sorry, let me uh, let me get this. Got some technical difficulties. No, in episode not two here. Not technical difficulties. I just want to get it right. So, first of all, I want to say thank you to Patrick Beverly for the time he put in in Minnesota and. He wasn't here long, but the impact that he made is going to last a lot longer than I think even he's in the NBA. Um, he changed the culture here, and we, the whole podcast, the whole entity, we we wish him the best of luck in LA. So yeah, no, no, no doubt, man. So getting into the into the question, Chris, who is going to step up and be the next emotional leader for the Timberwolves in Pat Bev's place next year? Yeah, this is a good question. Um, I think there's a variety of voices in the locker room that can kind of fill in this part. Um, Emotionally, I don't think there's really anyone that can fill in for Pat Bev's vocality and physicality and just being a a dog like that. Um, You know, Ant would be kind of the, the lead, you know, dog in that, in that position. But honestly, I'm going to go Kyle Anderson, and here's why. I don't think he has, like, the head that Pat Beverly has on him, but I think he's kind of got that glue, you know, glue mentality of Pat Beverly to keep that keep the team together when things are getting rough. Um, he's always been that type of guy. I feel like he was always the guy that was always calm, cool, collected when Memphis was, you know, going down big against the Timberwolves. I think Kyle Anderson is going to be the glue guy, the Pat Bev guy, and just an awesome locker room guy. All right, I'll I'll get to my refute on that, but so for me when I hear that question, I think the first answer will usually goes to Ant because he's the best player on the team. He's got the most expressive personality. Like he kind of mirrors Pat Bev in that way. Last year we really saw him kind of taking after Pat Bev in the way he was acting. Um, but the cons with that is he's not really a veteran. Um, he doesn't have much playoff experience, which Pat Bev had a lot, and I think that really helped him change the culture. So I don't know if Ant really uh, really is the next Pat Bev. Um, the other options would be you go to your next two players besides Gobert, which I completely forgot about for some reason. Um, D'Lo and Cat, um, they're veterans. They've been with the team there for a long time. But the cons with that is, I mean, they've been in this position before and they've never really stepped up as a leader. So I think my answer is that there is there we don't necessarily need the next Pat Bev. I think that. With the impact that he made on the team, I think he changed every every player um, just a little bit 
for the better. And I think that that overwhelming effect is going to change our team. I don't really think we need that new Pat Bev, that new like just crazy mentality. I don't think we need that. No, I agree. Um, having some slight technical difficulties, everyone here, I can't see the screen, but I, I think I'm still talking. I think I'm still interacting. So um, You can't totally... see the screen? What's going on? No, I'm having a black screen right now. It's all good. I can hear you. I'm still talking. Um, but I, I, th- I think another, another guy that I think is going to be a future Pat Beverly, and I don't know if you can see this already, I think Josh Minot. Keep that name in the back of your head when thinking about Pat Beverly in the next – Next three, four years. I think Minot, if you guys have ever watched him play, is just super aggressive. I think he's he's a big talker, too, if you watch him in the summer league. Everything about that guy is just kind of screams like really young Patrick Beverly, Beverly to me. And I think he's even more talented than Beverly, and I think he might even chirp more than Beverly. So, I mean, I think that's going to be a great comp for the future. Yeah, another option, I mean, that we're thinking is, what about Gobert? I feel like he might be quiet, but he could really – because Patrick Beverly, what really was, he was just a veteran leader. He was very vocal, very um, very loud, but he was just a veteran leader with playoff experience. So, I mean, you bring in Rudy Gobert, and I think he can kind of fill those shoes. And you can have kind of a combination of multiple players picking up where Pat Bev left off. You have Ant with the keeping everybody accountable at practice. You have Gobert with the playoff experience. So I, I think that's actually probably a better option, but... Pat Bev, man, he was phenomenal in the one year that he was here. And like I said, I think he um, he really changed our culture for the better. And it's something that I don't think will be reversed easily. No, no, it really will not. <laughs> this, is a, this is a tough issue right now, man. I'm just looking at a black screen. The thing is, we can see you completely fine. You, I mean, you look like an idiot because you're like, you look like you can't see anything. But just pretend like you're looking right at the screen. Cause yeah, it, it's it, okay. I can, yeah. I, can play, I can play through injury. I, I, I would hope so. But yeah, another thing, like, I think, I just like, I think Pat Bev on all the, pra- like every practice you hear that he would bring it every practice and it would just step up the intensity for everyone else. I, I think that even taking him out of that equation, I don't think guys are going to go back down to the level of not practicing hard. I think it's just something that once you do it, once you see the results, I think it just impacts the whole organization for the long term. And I don't know. I I'm curious yeah, to no, see. Like, like, like you were saying earlier, I think you get one year of Patrick Beverly, and I think even if you don't get to retain him for that next year, I think that mentality hopefully will carry along with this team. And, I mean, you just hope that he instilled some of this knowledge and some of this, you know, aggressive type of play in some of these stars on this team that, uh, you know, can keep that culture alive and keep passing it down, keep passing down the torch. Yeah, it's um, it, it's definitely it's definitely a huge loss to the team, but – I really think that it, it was worth it. And I think we might it might not be the end of Pat Bev in Minnesota. Maybe he'll come back as a coach. Maybe he'll come back as a, as a vet and on a vet men. But I think I think we could see Pat Bev coming coming back to Minnesota. All right. So I think next we should go into some uh, some important Timberwolves news. Um, Torian Prince was arrested last week i don't like five or six days ago um he was arrested in miami um let me read uh, an excerpt from an article um from tmz so that's how you know it's going to be <laughs> the best news minnesota timberwolves torian prince is being held on no bond due to a charge involving dangerous drugs following an arrest in miami on thursday night according to police documents via tmz so oh now we lost him Oh no, you're back. You're back. 
Oh, man. <laughs> Keep reading. I'm good. Yeah. So at the initial traffic stop, police pulled over Prince, pulled Prince over for an expired registration, but they found two handguns, a vape pen with THC, and a canister containing marijuana during the search. The police charged Prince with unlawful carrying of a weapon, possessions of marijuana, and possession of a controlled substance, but couldn't get it the warrant. But couldn't get the warrant until now after awaiting um, results from what was in the vape pen. Um, and it turns out that there was one one hundredth of an ounce of THC, which is probably the smallest amount you can have. So yeah. what's one one hundredth seems pretty small. So what's your what's your initial reaction to that news, Chris? I mean, initial reaction is is I was looking on Twitter and I saw Torian Prince got arrested at the airport um, when he had a warrant out for his arrest. Um, yeah, I mean, because when I saw it on Twitter, they talked about him having, I think Texas classifies like THC is a dangerous drug. So I thought Torian Prince was in a lot more trouble than he really was. Um, so, I mean luckily now i don't think it's too big of a deal i think they'll solve this and there'll be no issue um but at first you know i I was pretty scared i don't know about you yeah i mean i I, it really just the way that i don't know how if it was texas who worded it crazy but i don't know when you say dangerous drugs like i know marijuana some people have different opinions on it's illegal in some states blah blah blah. but i think we've gotten to a point as a society where I, i would not classify that as a as a dangerous drug when you say dangerous drugs i think heroin meth um, cocaine maybe but like so yeah once that original headline came out i i was like wow torian prince i was thinking him to he's gonna step up be a leader of this team and now he's gonna be gone so i mean it's just crazy how the wording of the headline can really skew what actually happened yeah, I guess I don't know too much about how the judicial system in Texas works and all their laws, but it, from all accounts, it seems like Torin will be fine. He was already released from jail, I think, like 24 hours after. Um, should be, you know, um, the case should be under wraps after the lawyers get a look at it. So should be good. I don't think there'll be any, you know, roadblocks for Torian here until the start of the season, I think he is a really important, you know, piece to this puzzle. As you said, he brings, I don't know. He's not the oldest tenured player on the roster, but he's, he could be top three. I think he's like 28 years. Uh, no, he's, I don't he's got to be around 27, 28, but yeah, he's one of the, I would consider him one of the vets on the team. And um, yeah, you know, we need Torian around, need that shooting that uh, really popped up at the end of the year. Actually. Yeah. He, he really skyrocketed at the end of the year. I don't know. I mean, he might get a little suspension, but the NBA doesn't even test for weed anymore. So I don't think that they will. I mean, he might get a fine, but I don't think it's going to affect his season much at all. No. You remember the Caruso thing where Caruso took like weed on a plane or something like that? I don't think Caruso got any game suspension either. So Caruso. Classic Caruso, huh? Classic Caruso. And my screen's back. Hallelujah. I can see myself on the screen. Um, this is great. I was probably just sitting here like an idiot for 15 minutes, but hey, that's okay. That's part of the, that's part of the thing. That's part of the uh, allure of this podcast is, you know, sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it goes extremely south. So, you know, it's, it's live. You got to You got to just stick with it and, you know, stick with the plan. Show so goes on. The show goes on. I think we're going to jump right into the next topic, Chris, which, um, is, is a debate topic and it's, it's debate me versus you um go back here on the uh 
on the timer. Yeah, for reference here, everyone, Peyton has two pages of notes with him today. He's prepared. I'm sure he's going to absolutely just dog me in this debate. He's going to – I'm excited for this one, though. No, see, the thing is, I'm actually – if you guys haven't noticed, I'm kind of stumbling over my words because I'm trying to read these notes, but and the, the truth of it it's is – the truth of it is, I don't need notes. Like I just gotta, I just gotta go with my guts. I mean, I gotta look up there for the stats, but I can't be reading off because it's just, it's distracting me. Honestly, I, I'm, not, I don't have the greatest attention span, so it's hard, it's hard to do all this at once. Um, so Chris, the official question is: You are the GM of a team, and actually, let's go first. Me and Chris are in this group chat on Instagram. What's, uh, what's the group chat called? Let's give him a shout out. No clue. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I will say there's some great debates in there. Next time, next time I see it, we'll shout you out on the podcast. I think I've looked in there a couple times, but it was a great subject. The first one that I saw come up and I said it to Peyton. We're both kind of like, yeah, yeah that's kind so, of a fun debate. So the question we, we came up with was you are the GM of a team starting from scratch. The first position you have to fill is point guard with an empty roster. So this is the first player you add. Would you take D'Lo or Westbrook? Chris, I'm going to, I'm going to let you go first. Well, I certainly believe this is a fairly easy question if we're talking about, you know, players right now and for the future. So I think if you're if you're talking about, you know, building for the future, I'm a GM. I, I get to fill out my point guard spot first. I'm going with D'Lo immediately. And there's there's a few reasons why. And the first reason is being is D'Lo is on an expiring contract and he's getting paid only, I believe, 31 31-ish million. And then you got Russell Westbrook, on the other hand, who's 33 years old, who is going to be making in the 40 millions. Um, and obviously his play and his turnover ratio did not really, you know, contribute to him making $44 million. Um, I think it's fairly easy, you know, that I think with D'Lo here, I know I'm going to get a pretty decent season out of him because he's going to be, you know, he's on an expiring contract. He's going to give me some really good play. Um, I can re-sign him for probably less then I would even maybe – I don't know how much Russell – I don't know if Russell's going to retire next year. We don't know anything about <laughs> Russell Westbrook. So I know I'm getting D'Lo. He's only 26 years old, going on 27. I'm going to sign him to a lesser extension. I know he's going to give me a good year at least this year um, on the expiring contract. That's my answer. But the other angle I wanted to take from this is if we're just talking about this season with kind of a bunch of scrubs um, around the team, like this point guard is the main focus of the team. In this scenario, if it was for one season, point guard, the main focus of the team, I would go with Russell Westbrook. And there's a reason for this. It's because he did this after KD left in OKC, no Paul George, um, no Carmelo. Russ kind of just took reins of that team and was able to take, you know, maybe it wasn't a horrible roster, but Russ is the main focal point. is a really good player. I mean, you're going to get the high turnovers. You're going to get the low efficiency. But Russ, especially prime MVP Russ, he's taking you to those playoffs by himself. All right. I, I actually I, I agree with what you're saying there, Chris. Um, my initial reaction was I think it really depends what kind of team, what kind of GM, what kind of team you're trying to build around, what the other picks you're going to have. If you're going to end up getting a team like the Lakers with LeBron James, Anthony Davis – then I'm not taking Russell Westbrook. But if it's a rebuild scenario and you got to get Russell Westbrook, I mean, I would love to have Russell Westbrook. You got to, in 2020, Chris, he averaged 22 points, 11 assists, and 11 rebounds. He averaged a triple double just two two seasons ago. So if you're going to build your team around him 
maybe not long term, but just for a few seasons to get your team off the ground. I I would take Russell Westbrook over D'Angelo Russell, just because he affects all aspects of the game. I think D'Lo, we've seen it, Chris. We've seen D'Angelo Russell when he's asked to lead the team. Sometimes it's just a lot of poor 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 shots, poor shot selection. I think. The thing with D'Lo this year is if he's going to be successful on this Timberwolves team, he needs to take less contested shots and get more assists. I think that's it's, it's pretty simple. So, I don't know. I I don't have a direct answer for it. I think I think we should have wrote the question better on what kind of team you're building for. Yeah, if, if that's the wording, the question, just D'Lo or Russ, I'm going D'Lo. Um, just because I kind of... I know what I'm getting with D'Lo this next season, whereas with Russ, I have no clue if he's going to decline from this past year. I have no clue if he's going to bounce back. I but, have no clue what Russell Westbrook is. But if he bounces back next year, and I mean, I just I feel like he's in a tough spot to bounce back with the Lakers. He's on he's the wrong in a, team. He's in a horrific situation. He's on the him. wrong team. That's the problem. I think if Russell Westbrook goes to your team that you're making and he has – a roster full of rookies and, and G League guys with him, I think he could go back to averaging triple-double. Russell Westbrook is severely underrated, I think. I think he's overhated and underrated. Pe- people love to hate Russell Westbrook when he j- really just had one bad season and he was getting attacked in, in L.A. I so- mean, yeah, when you're with Le- LeBron, you got to be able to play. You know, you got to be able to be an off-ball player, and I think it, those two's play styles just do not fit well together, but... I will give Russ this. His availability was his best ability last year. He was the only Laker that was really always in the game. I mean, he was the only one that wasn't injured. He was the one that was contributing night in, night out, whether those stats were good or they were not. At least Russ was there. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. This is going to be a big, big season for Russ. This is his last. You know, he took the big player option of $40 This is it. He's got to try to buy himself another contract here. Yeah, and uh, one last thing, one one final thing here is, I think if if this question, if they were going in the group chat, if it's for the Timberwolves, which player would you rather take? I think we both would take D'Lo, hands down, because Russell Westbrook on the Timberwolves would be one of the worst. It would be a horrible fit, I think. Oh, terrible. Just a horrible fit. And D'Lo, I, I, I don't know if he is the best fit at point guard for the Wolves right now, but I think he is a far better option for the Timberwolves. Much agreed. So next, um, D Wade was was on the Iguadawa. What's his podcast called? The Point Forward. He was on the yeah. The Point Forward yeah. podcast is Iguadawa and Evan Turner's podcast, and D Wade was joining them. And um. Iggy had this quote to say about Ant after he said that Ant's height is false and he's really only like 6'4", not not 6'6", 6'7", like people say. He said, The kid came at me full speed one time and he did an in and out. There was absolutely nothing I could do. I'm like, if it's time for me to wrap it up, this kid, and and I'm like, it's time for me to wrap it up. This kid, he's different. He's like when you can change those directions and and he can split pick and rolls. And then, and then he's explosive coming out of it. It's insane. All he need, he needs two months in Miami, and it's over with. <laughs> so yeah. people, people love to take that quote out of uh, out of context, saying that Iggy's trying to get um, Ant to go to the go to the Heat this year. Blah blah blah. 
What did you think of that quote when you saw it? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's. I feel like it'd be, you know, if he did go to the Heat, I just feel like that's a terrible situation for him. Like, I just. Uh, first of all, the Timberwolves own the Heat. I mean, that's. I think him and Jimmy Butler are going to develop a little rivalry here. But, you know, that Heat team, I just. You know what? Maybe we're, we're Wolves fans looking at this. Maybe some heat culture would be good for him playing next to Jimmy Buckets, playing next to Lowry, Bam, Hero as a six man. I don't know. I don't know what that heat team would look like. Would that heat team win the finals? I'm not, I'm not too sure. I guess you got Pat Riley down there. You got Spolstra. I'm sure Wade would be helping out with the development. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot more of a winning culture than you have in Minnesota. I think the question is. Can Ant still become a great, an all-time great player if he plays out his whole career in Minnesota? Or does he need to go somewhere with that already winning culture put in? I think that that's kind of the question that, first of all, I love, I love the high praise from these, from these NBA legends, honestly. D-Wade is an NBA legend. Iggy, yeah, you, could, you could say what you want about him, but he's, he's a well-known NBA player. For them to Let have me- that high praise... Let me hit you with this. So you just asked, can he become an all-time great player by playing out his whole career in Minnesota? It's something we've never seen before, and this is why. Kevin Garnett was an MVP with the Minnesota Timberwolves, but what did he have to do to solidify his status as a top player of all time? He had had to to go win that ring. He had to go win that ring with Boston. So it would be a first if Ant solidified there is there has been no great Timberwolves player that has ended their there's been no Dirk there's been no Tim Duncan I know D Wade went, took a couple stops but there's been no D Wade um there's been no guy like that in Timberwolves history so I think it'd be cool I think it is possible um but they need to win a ring I mean in order for you to can you can't be considered an all-time great and never and don't have a ring so it would most likely have to happen in the next four years here, four or five years. At least the first one, yeah. And yeah. I think I think another way to look at this is, I mean, a lot of people like to say Ant's the next Michael Jordan, he's the next MJ. People have said that. Look at MJ. When he came into Chicago, they were not a great team. He turned that around. He was what turned them in to the winning culture. I think if Anthony Edwards is going to be that all-time great and – and he can do it in Minnesota. He's the type of guy that can do it in Minnesota. He's the type of guy that can can turn it around. And also, just look at our at our new coach, new president of basketball operations. We're putting together a winning culture here. And you even with little little things like Pat Bev, like you just you got to put all that into the equation. That I I don't know. I think he can stick around and still become an all time great if he has what it takes to be an all time great. If that sentence makes any sense. Yeah, you could you could look at it, not comparing him to MJ, but you could look at MJ's first six years in the league, um, <coughs> five or six first five years. What MJ? There's two eras of MJ, actually three. You have the '80s MJ, which is you could compare this right now to Ant. You got the '80s MJ, super athletic, got the shit kicked out of him by Pistons, Celtics, whatever. He was getting killed in the East because he didn't have any help. Transitioning from Jordan to 90 to 93, Jordan got a little help. What happened? Three-peat. Bang. Jordan goes and retires into the third part of his career. Comes back to, well, I guess you have to consider the Warriors, the 2016 Warriors, the greatest team of all time. But 
comes back to maybe a, a possible contender of the greatest team of all time. And then from 96 to 99, what happens? He wins three more rings. So, I mean, there's different parts of people's careers. And I think hopefully MJ could be a, well, I mean, you'd want him to win early in his career, but it, it, it can happen like that. I mean, people wouldn't validate MJ until he won that ring and he needed some help to do that. So for sure. And also when MJ in the eighties and that first part of his career, how old was he, Chris? I think, what was he three years older, three or four years older than Antes already. So, I mean, how old was MJ when he got drafted? Hmm. Well, he was a junior, so I think he was 22. No, so Ant's, no, 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 no. Whatever 21. He was. Yeah, he was in his 20s when he was so, drafted. Yeah, so Ant's coming into that age right now, and he's already had two full NBA seasons. So, I mean, yeah. we're talking about the Wolves' future. We're talking about what do you, what, what is your record prediction for the 2022-2023 season? Yeah, so if you guys are betting people, by the way, the over-under for the Wolves right now is at 47.5. Please go hammer the over on that. You guys will win so much money because this team, even if one person goes down, you have Gobert on it. And what does Gobert do? He gets 50 win seasons. I'm going 55 and 22 for this Timberwolves team, the 2022-2023 Timberwolves. I promise you they will win over 50 games. I promise. 55 and 22? 55. In tw- or 55 and 27 my bad 55 and 27 i had the number in my head i was calculating it 55 was like, and 27 55 and 27 i swear to you they're gonna win over 50 games so 55 so that um in the western Con- i mean 55 wins in this hard west that's that's a lot that puts you in the second or third seed second or third so that's you really have them two or three seed they're gonna be a beast or a regular season team all right that's i mean that's a very aggressive so what was the over under or the over under in Vegas? Forty seven point five wins. Forty seven point okay, so I'm a little bit above that. So Bleacher Report had them at 54 and twenty eight, finishing fourth in the West. Last year they were forty six and thirty and thirty six. I got them Think coming about in how much better this team gets. I got them coming in fifty two and thirty two, which also does that add up? No. <laughs> <laughs> 52 so you it would be 52 and 30 52 and 30 that that was actually a typo i I swear i had that i know i had that so 52 and 30 i got them finishing fourth in the west behind only the warriors suns clippers and nuggets um i I still think we can add four teams so you got them fifth in the west i got them fifth in the west behind actually no 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 i got them fourth in the west Behind only the Warriors, Suns, and Clippers, and I got I got to quit wow. reading the document because it's making me sound like yeah, an man, idiot. You're tripping right here. <laughs> it's all right, man. It's the first week of school. You know, my brain's already fried. Trying to get this podcast on today was hard for me for some reason. But all right, so I got fifty-two and thirty, and you had fifty-five and twenty-seven and twenty-seven. Okay, so we're we're on the same point. What should leave we comment? Leave a comment below for your record prediction. Right, and what what do we do if one of us gets it correct? I mean, because we can easily come back to this video. Yeah, well, let us think about that. We'll think about something cool we can do if you get it if you get it right by the end of the year. We'll do something. Maybe you can like hop in and watch some of a playoff game stream or something like that. It'll be yeah. I think we do something like that. Maybe a giveaway or something. We'll have to think about it. We'll have to think about it. So who do who do you have finishing above above the Wolves this year? 
yeah, I guess I didn't do, I didn't line up everyone's prediction in the West. I just did ours. Um, I would say we would be around a three seed if we won 55, just because I think the West is stacked. I think the two teams that come above them regular season wise are, I believe the Grizzlies and the Warriors. I think the Suns are going to take a little drop here. I think they'll be fourth or fifth in the West. Really? So you still have the Grizzlies over the Wolves, even after the additions we've made and they haven't really made much. The Grizzlies will be a good regular season team this year, I think. All right. And yeah, I, I think the exact opt I really I think the Clippers are gonna be a surprise. See, I love I would the Clippers. Lo- I like I like the Clippers too. It's just they're not they're gonna be a playoff team. They're okay. gonna have some in, they're gonna have some injuries and they're gonna have some resting for Kawhi and Paul George. They're gonna be a team that's just they're gonna get in at a mid level seed and be a hard out at a four or five, I think. They're gonna be the team you don't wanna have to play in the first exactly. round. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be demons in the west. Um, but yeah, so what what did Vegas have us at again? 47 and a half. So that's only one more wi- one more win than we had last year. Two. I one and a half, yeah, two. Yeah. That's that is ridiculous. It is pretty wild how you know that was construct I'm trying to think because like top to bottom I honestly think our bench got deeper. I guess quality of the bench, you could argue that last year's quality could be better, but we're 100% a deeper bench this year. We got so much talent coming in on training camps, exhibit 10s. I, like, I don't know, man. I think this bench is even going to be better than last year's too. And I think people like Jalen Noel and I think Wendell is going to really help. Um, still have Nas, J-Mac, Dude, I completely oh, forgot about Jalen Noel. <laughs> like, I, I keep forgetting about these guys on the. We'll bench. have to have a Jalen. We'll have to have a Jalen Noel stat line prediction for next live stream. I think that'd be a good. Uh, it's because it's so it's, out there. Like, he could be the sixth man of the year, or he could just be at the bottom of the bench, which what's kind of what happened to him at the beginning of last year, which I could see true. happening. Like, I, I really don't know. Um, the final topic I want to get into, Chris, is your expectations for D'Lo. We've already kind of touched on him this podcast. And the overarching question, do you think he'll average more points than Rudy Gobert? Yeah, this is a tough one. I think there's multiple ways you could look at this. So D'Lo obviously in his career is a higher point per game player than Rudy Gobert. But D'Lo oftentimes gets those high point per game or higher point per game totals because he's often the main source of offense on those teams. And Rudy Gobert is – I. I think career-wise is around 13 points per game or something like that. Yeah, he's I know like 15 he in the last four seasons. He's 15 in the last 15. four seasons. Yeah, so drastically lower than D'Lo's 19-20-ish. But hot take, All right. All I think right. D'Lo's going to be more of a passer this year. I mean, he's yeah. going to average eight, nine assists a game. D'Lo's going to be sitting around 14 points per game, 14.7 points per game. <laughs> Gobert will be sitting at – 15 points per game, narrowly edging out D'Lo, but very close. All right. See, this is something I had I had a lot of trouble with because exactly what you said. I think D'Lo, he's going to have a better season than he had last year, but I think he's going to average significantly less points because if, ha- if he helps out the team in the way that he should, he's not going to be needed to score 20 points. He, we want him scoring 15. 15 points, 10 assists would be – a dreamlike season for D'Lo, and hopefully we can extend him with those numbers. But you also look at Gobert. I mean, he's only averaged about 15 in the last four seasons, and you don't know how he's going to play with Cat. I think he's going to get a lot of easy buckets, but also 
We also have Cat and Ant on the team. They're both going to be hopefully getting around 25 points a game. So my final prediction was I think I think Gobert is going to go down to about 13, and I could see D'Lo averaging about 15. So I still think D'Lo is going to average more points than him, but I think they both are going to average less, but I still think that's not going to be a way to judge their season. I think if they both go down, it's probably going to help. It's going to be a better season for them. I think if D'Lo 100% scores less points on better efficiency, that means we had a really good season with more right. with him with more assists too. If D'Lo's shooting, Lord, I don't know, like low 40s, high 30s, 22 points per game, that's how you know the season was probably a disaster. <laughs> like, dude, I think we, we forget how sometimes when D'Lo is playing, it's hard to watch. Like, what, D'Lo will have those games here and there where it, it's just tough to watch. He forces up a lot of shots, and that's the reason why so many people cannot stand D'Angelo Russell. So he needs to go back to his, like, Ohio State days where he was a pass-first player, and I think that can really elevate his game. It's an interesting question you brought up. Is he going to average more than Gobert? Because you texted me that. I'm like, that's, that's a very interesting question. Yeah, I mean, you, you could look at a factor of things with Gobert, too, on why his points were down. There's obviously the big conversation within the jazz community too that oftentimes you'll see these clips of rudy gobert being wide open or having a favorable matchup and donovan mitchell will not pass him the ball i don't know what it is i think gobert for some reason was like a third or fourth offensive option on that team i mean i would argue even i would argue fourth or fifth just because i think you have donovan mitchell clarkson um bogdanovich ingles at that point Gobert wasn't even like a focal point of the offense. His his points kind of just came off more so like either missed opportunities for others or granted opportunities to him from others. Like Gobert never got to create his own offense. I think Finch is going to create some stuff. And I think Gobert will see maybe an uptick in different things. Like we were talking about the podcast, like cat and Gobert screen and rolls Gobert handling the ball up top like just random things you think you're not going to see with Finch I'm I'm sure you'll see so yeah and I also I also think D'Lo can contribute to Gobert averaging more points if he can find him on the pick and rolls with a little lob down which you've already seen I've seen I've seen clips of Noel practicing the lob to a big man so I, I could see that contributing to Gobert adding more points I think I don't you can't really like judge any of these players right now because we just don't know what the offense is going to look like we just don't know what finch has in mind because it could go either way we forget how many weapons we have on the bench like no yeah no kidding i mean noel hopefully is going to be lethal for us um this year i mean you kind of want him to fill into that george That's a tough look. Looks like Chris has exited the chat. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on here. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had we had 14 seconds left in that one, so I think I'll just transition. I'm gonna keep Chris up in the screen right now, just because it's hilarious. But <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you guys for watching. This show is, is just right at the beginning right now. We we have a lot we need to polish. We have a lot we need to work on. But I mean, I feel like it's the start of something that's going to be a lot around for a long time and I'm, I'm really enjoying doing it. So make sure to comment guys. And there, there I am twice. So that's how, that's how it works guys. If you're wondering, um, 
But yeah, make sure to comment um, some thoughts if you guys have any ideas on how to make this better. But really appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure to comment, make sure to like, and we'll see you guys later. All right, I ended it.